What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Entrepreneurism Podcast here with Killian Markert. Killian is a consistent performance mentor helping busy, ambitious business owners keep their energy, health, and productivity high while facing the challenges that come with growing a business. He helps them achieve true consistency with the habits and actions they know they should be doing consistently but are having a hard time sticking with so they can grow their business without neglecting themselves and others, their health, or burnout. Killian, what's going on, man? What's up, Brady, man? It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really pumped for this. Yeah, me too, man. Thank you for coming on. That's quite a, uh, qu- quite a thing you do helping entrepreneurs, seems like mentally. Uh, but before we dive into that and dive in how you got started with that, I always ask this first question, what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? Well, that's a funny question. I just thought about it. You didn't give me a lot of heads up for this, but I, I think it was like a random Udemy course I bought. And usually you would say, you know, like uh, Udemy courses and knowledge in general is not a dumb thing, right? Right. It's cool, right? But I realized that I felt trapped. That was like years ago, I felt trapped to this idea. Yeah, just give me information, give me information. And that gives me that feeling I did something, I learned something, right? Right. I wrote a post about this the other day or like some time ago. And it's basically, if you just get a course and you don't really do it and implement it, it's actually a dumb thing. Right? Yep. And that's why this is something which is really a problem nowadays. Lots of people have information available so much, books, courses, you can yep. torrent stuff. And that's why nowadays, you know, it's not really stupid, but kind of, I just choose the things I buy more deliberately, one book at a time, one course at a time. And that way I actually use and implement things. I, I like that a lot. I think uh, people have this notion that knowledge is power, which I believe it is, but I don't believe it's power until it's applied but people think they're making investments in themselves when they purchase something that can provide education, whether that's a book or a course, mastermind or whatever. But if you, one, don't even read it or go through the course or two, don't apply it, then that was not an investment in yourself. I believe the investment doesn't stop at spending money. It stops when you actually apply and see an ROI from it, right? Um, But enough about that you help entrepreneurs mentally, right? Reach goals. Uh, You help them implement consistency into their lives and their businesses. How did you get started with that? And what made you think this was a good business model? 100%. So basically I got started with that because that was a, when I, the time when I was working in a multinational company still in, in, the, in Germany, basically. And that was for me while I was studying, I was studying business, wanted to get into entrepreneurship, was always interested in that. And then I realized, wow, like this, this job, multinational company looks very prestigious, cool, awesome, right? You get a company car, you're wearing a suit, looked really cool to me, right? Starting out. So I was in there and basically it looked cool and so on, but it was all just from the outside, from the inside it was totally different. People were not really enjoying it. They were just spending a lot of time there. And then I realized, basically, there were people doing that 20, 30 years, man. And they were not really fulfilled. And for me, it was like a trigger point in my life because I realized I don't want to end up like this. I don't want to be stuck in that job and you know, like money, luxury, all fine, but not if you don't have time for anything else. And that was a trigger for me that, okay, yes, I want to have a good business, right? But I want to have time for myself, for my health, for my hobbies and so on as well. And then basically later I worked in online marketing agency as well. And I really realized that people are struggling with that. They're coming in early in the morning and they're leaving late at night. And lots of them are entrepreneurs, freelancers as well. And this is the thing where I realized, okay, people struggle with that. And I've always realized that something I'm really good at 
is building habits. And then just to give you a random example, I don't know if you know the, the app Duolingo where you can yeah. learn languages, right? I have like a 500 day streak on Duolingo. Yeah, I saw that on here. I thought that was interesting. Exactly. And basically for me, consistency in building habits, tiny steps has always come easier. And I've kind of established and learned that over the years to become better at that as well. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, okay, what people are really struggling with is not the information that we just talked about. The courses is everything out there. What they're really struggling with is consistency, implementation, and sticking to those things. And I realized, wow, this is something which people need support with. And then, of course, I was always, you know, going to the gym, exercising, really passionate about those topics, the health topic. I, I got sick a lot years ago, and then I implemented a lot of changes into my diet. Now I can proudly say I haven't gotten sick in two years. And these things I realized other people struggle with that. And then I say, okay, when there's a pain, right? This is what entrepreneurship is. You find a, a problem or pain in the market, and you can see, okay, how can I solve this problem for other right. people? And I found it's a pain. I brought solution to my clients and boom, that's, that's how I got started with it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that's uh, something everybody needs, not just consistency, but an element to what you do as well is avoiding burnout. And I think when entrepreneurs are working at something and say they're not consistent with it, right? I do believe when you're not consistent, they're probably aware they're not being consistent, which I think can cause levels of, uh, maybe negative effects on their health, maybe, whether that's mental or physical. And then eventually they burn out. So I want to go through your process because I think that this is something that can be easily attributable to probably any entrepreneur, any business, probably even people who don't own their own business, but just work at a company, a multinational company like you, and they just want to feel fulfilled and maybe they don't want to own their own business one day. Mm -hmm. So let's walk through your process. Let's say I'm a new client. I'm coming on, I'm working with Killian. What's the first thing we're doing? Now, the first thing we're doing is we're taking a very thorough assessment. I have like a really long survey for you, man, <laughs> where we're going to deep dive a little bit into <laughs> how you spend your ideal days or basically right. your current days first. And then from there, what would your ideal day be? I sometimes call myself, I'm an ideal day architect, you know, <laughs> because all these things, they need to happen at a day level. So how you right. spend your days, so you craft your life is a quote by Robin Sharma. And I love this one. So this is starts with assessment. And this is for everybody listening, something you can do for yourself. Ask yourself, what are my habits right now? What I'm doing first thing in the morning, right? What am I doing immediately before I go to bed? Those two are key because they build the foundation for a morning and evening routine, something we also do in my, in my program. So we're going to go through an uh, assessment. We look, what's your current day? We look, where do you want to get to? What are your goals? And how right. does your ideal day need to look like to easily achieve that? And then that's more like the, the technical side of your days and so forth. We look deeper into how do you sleep right now? How is your sleep? How is your nutrition? How is your exercise going? How do you structure your work days? How do you basically make time for things outside of work? Are you distracted a lot? So there's a lot of things to look at. And then another thing, that's more the technical side, but apart from that, we have also a mindset section, right? And that's super important because if you are run by old beliefs that you get, for example, your validation, your feeling of good enough from mm -hmm. work, man, you're trapped. That's the problem, right? We got to find out what beliefs are running you. And you and me, you probably notice, man, a lot of people getting into entrepreneurship, they are driven by something, man. They are driven by 
building something great by rejecting maybe a little bit the status quo, even subconsciously by competition, by proving someone wrong, you know, showing to someone, there's all these different motivators. And we got to get aware of that as well, because burnout is also driven by that, you know, driven by, okay, I'm chasing something, you know, the carrot in front of me that I kind of can never reach, right? That someone holds in front of me and I can never reach it because I run after something, you know, which I will never get. And this is that deeper limiting beliefs usually come from childhood, come from upbringing, come from relationship with parents, especially with your dad. It's a very, very deep one always. And then also diving deeper into that clarity about what is your mission right now in life? What do you think your, is your purpose? What are your values? What's really important to you? What's your vision, right? Where do you want to get to? Or how do you want to be remembered at the end of your life? And then once we have that clarity, we have a foundation to build upon. We know where we want to take this and we can then break down your vision and your goals for your life toward the single unit of uh, making progress and that's your ideal day and we can look and start to implement those changes and behaviors and those habits and then step by step we build from there and we implement fixes we work on your ideal day and step by step we make that a reality yeah that's awesome so let's assume someone in my audience that doesn't work with you has a very poor mindset towards themselves towards their future towards why they're doing what they're doing what's a what's something they can tweak right now so that they can start that path towards, you know, positivity. I would say you got to get your physiology on track. It's funny. I'm very convinced about the fact that physiology and biology trumps mindset every day. So short term, you might be able to overrule, you know, physiology and biology. By that, I mean your physical state. If you feel tired, May, might be that with a lot of willpower and pumping yourself up with some videos, you might be able to plow through that a few days. Definitely possible. Mid to short term, no chance. You're going you're gonna to not uh, keep that mindset sharp. That means the lowest hanging fruit is, I'm going to start with you. What has what your sleep been like over the last two weeks, both duration and both quality? And then also, how is your diet looking like? What, what, what nutrition are you putting into your body? And then also, how is your movement? How are you treating your body? Are you getting enough light? Are you walking enough? Are you both doing low intensity exercise, but also heavy exercise? And this is the most low hanging fruit. Why? Because if you implement these things, which are not that difficult, then you will immediately feel a boost in mindset. Right. When you feel like down and everything is negative, very often it's just you didn't sleep well, right? These are the lowest hanging fruit. And once that is dialed in, then we look at other stuff. Then we start, okay, what's holding you back? What, you know, right. limiting beliefs and dive deeper and so on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's something close to me as well. You know, I, uh, I, I try my best to get good sleep. And I, as an entrepreneur, you probably know too, it's hard at times to get consistent sleep good every single night. Um, same with exercise and same with diet. I think something that leads to poor exercise and poor diet, and of course, you probably have your own opinion, but I think stress. I believe when people are stressed, uh, maybe they don't know where to go next. Maybe they made a mistake and they don't know how to fix it. I believe stress comes in the form of many things for many people. Uh, maybe that's eating. Maybe that's drinking. Maybe that's drugs. Maybe that's sleeping too much. Maybe that's playing video games. Whatever that looks like, I think that can cause issues. And I, I like what you're doing because it seems like you try to help people develop good habits for overcoming that stress 
rather than going the way that they did before. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to know because I am a bit, a big advocate for people practicing what they're preaching. So for you, when you get stressed, I believe everyone incurs stress at some point in their lives. What do you do? Mm. So basically the, the big shift I would uh, like people to make is you don't wait for stress to hit you. Boom. So what that means is you want to have those safety measures into your day, expecting that your day will be stressful, but that inevitably you can fall back onto something so that the stress doesn't accumulate and doesn't get too bad. That's also for burnout. If you make sure you have those rest periods, those recharging things in place, then the, the stress level never gets to such a level where you totally feel exhausted and really burned out. Okay, so this is the thing you you want to make sure you do maintenance on your car, right? Oil checks and so on regularly before it breaks down, right? right. That's that's the most important thing. So when I get stressed, I, I realize that I have probably been slacking off on my safety mechanisms there, and they are implemented as habits into my day. What does that mean? Very easy example. I make sure I have proper breaks scheduled into my schedule into my pre-noon work blocks in my afternoon work blocks so that I'm not uh, overworking myself and don't take time for my body to relax. That's super important. This can be just, you know, you do those 25, five Pomodoro blocks, right? Making sure you have every hour or every half an hour, a little bit of break in there. Same thing in the afternoon. And then another thing you want to do is, for example, I recommend that to everybody have walks when you're stressed very often is that your mind is racing and you're basically having a lot of thoughts that are not helpful and are rather contributing to that. So leave behind all technology, phone, anything, don't even put in headphones and just start walking, get out into nature, go to the nearest park, you know, like drive on the countryside. I don't care. Get out. That's important. Stress is also being stuck in a similar environment all the time. Apart from that, what I do um, consistently to keep stress at bay, well, first of all, of course, optimizing my sleep and keeping track of that. But what contributes to that is something which I do every evening, and this is a mobility and stretching routine. So what that does is I do, you know, I don't know if you know him, but Kelly Sterrett, for example, he's a huge guy from, from San Francisco, CrossFit guy, but also physical therapist. He, worked with guys like Tim Ferriss and so on. And he recommends that as well, that you have some form of foam rolling, for example, you take a foam roller or some massage ball and you release a little bit these tight areas in your body. Again, goes back that physiology influences your mindset. Stress is mm. also trapped in, for example, tight neck muscles, tight chest muscles from sitting all the time like this being caught up, right? So having this daily body maintenance and then on top, a little cheat thing that I've included for myself, it's gut smashing. Also coming from Kelly Sterrett, really nice tool. You take a soccer ball. We talked about soccer, you know, yeah. you love soccer too. Either a soccer ball or a volleyball, something in that kind of size can also be a bit deflated so it's not too hard. And then you're laying with your stomach on that ball. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna go over your stomach and gut area and the ab area and you're massaging that and you're gonna mm. breathe into that. 
And what that does for you is it releases tension from the ab area, which builds up a lot. And most importantly, it stimulates also the vagus nerve a bit. That's a nerve which is related to parasympathetic nervous system, stimulates recovery, stimulates uh, down regulation and so on. And then you, what I do with that as well is I do my four, eight breathing. I breathe in for the count of four, and then I release that for the count of eight. That tells your body, well, look, there's no reason to run to be stressed. You're actually exhaling longer than you're inhaling, so you can actually be chill. And these are signs to tell your body, okay, calm down, relax, things are fine. And other mentions are definitely journaling, helps a lot, mm -hmm. writing down your thoughts. And apart from that, what I recommend is actually that you have a clear end of work ritual. What I mean by that is, you want to have a time after which it's not allowed to do any work stuff anymore. Because I have that with clients of mine as well. They sometimes could be doing work at night at, I don't know, at midnight and whatever, you know, but when is it over? Like when, when are you going to say, you know, no more work now? And you need to have that. You need to have that separation. Otherwise it will always influence your sleep. And that way you're sabotaging yourself and your stress levels. So these are a few things I implement for myself. And that way I keep um, the stress levels quite, quite good. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I like the whole gut smashing thing. That's interesting. Uh, as far as breath work, I do a bit of that myself. Wim Hof, I'm sure you're familiar with Wim Hof. He has the breath, uh, breath work method where you breathe in and out pretty quickly 30 times. Then you hold your breath for as long as you can. Then you suck in and do it for 15 seconds. And I usually do that. And, and, and I do believe, let me, let me preface this. I do believe everyone has their own method for relieving stress or for getting their body prepared mentally. But for me, it helps when I do that in the shower, actually. It mm -hmm. seems kind of strange, but I'll actually get in a hot shower and do that breath work. And at the end of my shower, I do a cold shower. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing there is I'm telling myself in my mind, fight or flight, fight or flight. And I never really got cold showers at first. And to be completely honest, I said, why do people subject themselves to such uncomfortable things, right? That's uncomfortable. Nobody likes cold showers. But I understood it's a fight or flight thing. Like, are you going to fight through the discomfort? And so that prepares me when I start to get uncomfortable during the day or I feel discomfort or I get angry, my mind seems a little bit stronger. I can push past it and I can look through to positivity. So my question is, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm always interested. Do you do cold showers? Do you, um, I'm sure you do. And do you do any sort of meditation as far as uh, like headspace or calm? Or do you just simply do that breath work you mentioned? That's an awesome question. I think a lot of people ask themselves that, you know, you hear that a lot cold showers, meditation and so on, but some people aren't really sure what's the benefit, what should exactly. I do about this, right? And basically I got started with that um, in 2017. So I am proud to say that I've been doing cold shower each morning for over three years now. <laughs> and so I got also started with uh, Wim Hof, by the way. So that's pretty cool coincidence. And for me, it was similar. Um, and it was that I realized for myself that Actually, it was a funny story. Real quick, real quick, uh, real uh, recap how I got started into that. I was in the gym and I was like looking forward to a hot shower. And then basically I was like going into the, the shower, da, 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 get ready to jump into it, put my feet into the water and the water is cold. I was like, okay, when the water is going to get warm and it didn't get warm. And I was like, what is this? What is this? I would get really frustrated myself. And I was like, why can these guys not fix the water? You know, like, what is this? And I couldn't <laughs> go into it. I was so exhausted. I couldn't go into the shower. 
And then I pack my stuff all sweaty and gross and I hate that, you know, I want to shower. Always. Right. And I walked home and I showered there. And then I was like, what am I doing? I was walking home now because I couldn't take a shower. And from that moment, that was my trigger. I swore to myself, I'm going to learn to take cold showers. And then I started the Wim Hof stuff. And ever since I've taken cold showers, because for me, I would even say, I don't need to tell myself fight or flight anymore. And this is something which I've said on other podcasts as well. It's like, you get to something, you get to a level of consistency where it's not even a habit anymore. It's no motivation, no willpower, no disciplining yourself. It's not even a habit. It's something else. It's identity. Right, right. now, I'm a person who takes cold showers, right? I've, I've reached this level of identity. And this is something where you want to get to, like pro athletes to say the same thing. You want to, you know, they, I'm an athlete. I just work out, right? I'm someone who's mindful. I just meditate. And this is a very powerful level. So that's why that was for me a trigger point. And that's why the cold shower thing is so powerful because it is a sign of freedom. Like you're not dependent on warm water. That's one right. thing. And the other thing is simply you're telling yourself, okay, look, I can overcome this little discomfort in the morning. Well, then I'm showing myself that I can also overcome other kinds of discomfort throughout the day. And this is a very powerful tool. And also as you combine it with Wim Hof methods, what I did as well is that I, I, do, I did the breathing and then I actually were, was holding my breath, started the cold shower and was walking into the cold shower with exhaled lungs and holding my breath. And Interesting. I was, I was really trying to control that gasping reflex, right? This right. Like, you know? Yeah. And basically, basically um, it helps you a lot with uh, just taking more control of your body. That's mm -hmm. the main thing about the cold showers. Um, apart from that, meditation is also something which it's huge, man. It's huge. Like there's a lot of great apps out there. I've been meditating for, with Calm for like over a year. And, but also then I, I transitioned into um, the Waking Up app by, by Sam Harris. Have you okay. heard about that one? I haven't heard about that. Yeah, it's, it's a nice app. It's a little bit, it teaches you the foundations as well of meditation, but it goes a little bit more deeper into the consciousness aspect. Right. It's more like realizing the nature of consciousness, being aware about awareness kind of. That's the kind of thing because uh, Headspace and, and Calm are a little bit more for beginners, a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, focus on your breath, breathe a bit and so on, which is great, definitely for stress regulation, for mindfulness. Um, but the waking up app is a little bit more into consciousness. So yeah, I've been doing that also as well. And it's something, it's like meditation hygiene, or right. you could also say uh, mindfulness hygiene. Hygiene. You want to do that on a daily basis, actually, having some form of mindfulness. What I also recommend, if, if meditation is not your thing, Maybe you can find another thing that makes you more mindful. What I do each morning um, as part of my morning routine is actually do yoga. We, I do that together with my yeah. girlfriend. We, we have a terrace here. We go out. We get some sunlight. Super nice. We do some yoga. That forces you also into the present moment. Holding poses is great for your posture, but also it has a mindfulness aspect. So mm -hmm. these two things are all great. And for your listeners, I just recommend find something you enjoy make it yeah. fun, you know, an app that is maybe a little bit gamified, a little bit rewarding, and then it's much easier to stick to that consistently. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. You know, I, I think a lot of people, especially on social media, try to push all these different things on you. But I like that you said, find something you enjoy. Because I, I, I don't enjoy meditation, to be completely honest. I know it's good for you. 
but I enjoy the cold shower and the Wim Hof breath method. And I do go on walks throughout the day. And that's my, that's my procedure for getting mindful. But I believe everyone has their different method for that. But I, I do still believe meditation is good for you. I read a study about Steve Jobs, and you might have heard about this as well. But apparently, and I'm not science oriented or anything, but when you're born, your brain is immediately deteriorating over time. It's dying, right? But when he died of cancer, they studied his brain and he died at like 55 or something like that, maybe 50. They said he had the brain of a 27-year-old and his key to remaining youthful was meditation. So they said this could potentially prove that when you meditate and you're mindful, it actually reverses the aging process of your brain and makes you more youthful. So I don't know if you've heard that, but I mean, this, I think that just goes to show and it proves meditation is good, but I do believe it's, uh, it's still foreign for a lot of people. People think 100%. it's weird and yeah. I do believe it's becoming the new norm. And hundred percent. And, and that's a nice study you mentioned. And there's another study where they actually studied, uh, Tibetan monks, monks from Tibet and they stopped there were long time meditators like 20 30 years mm -hmm. and they were actually I think they were doing this with the permission of the Dalai Lama or something and they actually found in the structure of their brain that their prefrontal cortex the frontal lobe all these areas they were structurally different and it was wow. actually a sign that meditation does what is called neuroplasticity or it influences neuroplasticity which is the reformation of brain structures so you can literally shape your brain and shape neural networks and responses that your brain would otherwise typically have towards being more mindful, towards, you know, a more peaceful default, basically, right? And this is something which is super powerful. And, and you have to see also it comes from long-term um, sticking to something like mm -hmm. that, right? So meditation is great, but as you say, it is something you got to find the way to be consistent with. And maybe for some people, it's a meditation class. For some people, it's they do more something like, you know, like yoga or some other form of a, or like a group uh, hike, even with some guided meditation. There's, there's a lot of things that people enjoy. And that's the key. You've got to make it rewarding. You've got to make it attractive. You've got to make it easy for yourself to stick to it. These are all uh, very important rules for any kind of behavior that goes yeah. through meditation as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And on the topic of consistency and habits, um, what's your method for building habits, right? Because I think a lot of people say, I'm going to build this habit. I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to start doing that. But they're not consistent with it and they don't build that habit. And I believe... 21 days or something like that to actually form a habit could be more could be less again i think everybody's different with that but what's your method say you want to build a new habit right now whether that's starting something or stopping something what would you do yeah that's an awesome question and it really goes back to having a proper framework a lot of people they when they hear habits they have a little bit of frustration because they tried it but it didn't work and they're like right. think, oh not again this habit thing like you know like that sounds like discipline and frustration but it's actually not so there's a two two approaches i would recommend first of all you're right it can it depends on how long a habit takes to establish the 21 is actually something Thing that comes from like psycho cybernetics or some book like that but some some habits take even months more than that uh, many months to implement it depends a bit so i use two frameworks 
Framework number one is by BJ Fox from Stanford. And this guy, you can call it B equals MAT. B equals MAT. And that means behavior equals motivation times ability times trigger. That means for any behavior that you want to implement, for example, the meditation behavior, you want to make sure these three things are in place. And that's basically, you want to have a motivation. That's the macro motivation and the micro motivation. It means you want to know about the benefits. You want to really align that with yourself and the kind of person you want to be. If somebody tells you it's good, but you're not really motivated to do it, no chance you're going to stick to it consistently. So right. that motivation needs to be there both long-term, but also on the short-term that it's in a part of your day where you feel like, okay, I'm actually in a good state to actually do that. And I'm not super tired and everything like that. Another one is ability. And that goes back to proper design of your environment. What does that mean? You got to look, okay, can I actually meditate right now? And that goes back to, okay, do I have, for example, a specific um, place in my environment where I say here is where I meditate? Do I have an app? Do I actually know how to meditate? Is there like a specific framework? Did I carve out the time in my calendar, right? This is like the ability aspect. And then very important, the T is the trigger. If you can do it and you're motivated, but nothing triggers it, you will very likely just forget it, right? And the trigger is something which is also related to environment. For example, each time I come out of the cold shower, I walk to my meditation space and then I sit down there and this meditation pillow or the, the chair, it triggers me. Oh yeah, meditation time. For you, it can also be a reminder on your smartphone, on your app, you know, that's time for meditate. But the best thing is you have an anchor Anchor is something, a habit that happens always. For example, I sit down in my chair in the morning or I stand at my desk anyway. Well, why do I not use this as a trigger to meditate then? Right. This is like the important thing. And the other framework is basically a framework from James Clear has a great book about that, Atomic Habits, highly recommended. Mm -hmm. It's basically the four, four laws of behavior change. For any habit, you want to make it A, you want to make it obvious, you want to make it satisfying, you want to make it easy, and you want to make it attractive. If you have these four things in place and you go through them for each habit and you clearly define when it's going to happen, for how long, and really get really granular with this stuff, then there's no, um, no way you're going to fail with that. And that's where a lot of people are missing. They're missing these frameworks. They're missing the granularity of a new habit and actually building it properly, architecting kind of it into their day. And then that's, that's rule for, for disaster. But with these rules, it's much easier to stick to a new habit. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I, I want y'all to rewind 10 minutes, listen to that again, because I think that is very, very key. I mean, for me too, right? I'm going to take a lot of nuggets from this episode, but just implementing the correct frameworks with my life, my habits, my mindset, because I think especially as entrepreneurs, we always want to continuously build up on our habits. And I do believe in, um, I believe it's called habit compounding or compound habiting or whatever, where once you build one habit, it's easier to build the next and then the next and the next and the next. So I'm definitely going to take a lot of nuggets from this episode. Um, but I do want to start wrapping up because I do also believe in information overload. And I do believe we've covered a lot in this episode and I want my audience to be able to take it and actually implement it. So I don't end with the question about pieces of advice uh, because you provided a lot of advice that people can take from in this episode, but I'd like to end with this question. Why do you love what you do 
And why is it important for entrepreneurs to also love what they do? Mm, I love it. That's, I, I love what I do because I see the changes that people are making. I see that people shift from having headaches all day, from not sleeping well, from being not energized all day, feeling groggy, to suddenly tell me, wow, I slept amazing, I'm mm -hmm. focused, I'm energized, my life is simply better. That's the most rewarding feeling in the world. And in terms of why you should love what you're doing, well, simply because you're gonna do a better job. If you love what you're doing, you're gonna do a better job because people feel it, you're gonna over deliver more. And also like, ask yourself, you know, how long are you gonna be on this planet? How do you right. wanna spend your time, right? Spending, grinding at something you don't enjoy for, for like a paycheck or something, or do you want to live doing something meaningful that really fills your heart, right? You could die any moment. Let's be aware about that. And that should be the driver to each moment seek something that you say that fills my heart. And a, a final thing I want to share with you guys, which a mentor of mine shared with me, and it's a very simple exercise. You take a sheet of paper and you make a, two columns, in the first column, you write down everything that makes you unhappy in your current days. You start in the morning and you go towards the evening. Can be business things, but can also be personal things. You write everything down. And then in the second column, you're going to write down what you're going to do about it. Right? Can be business-wise outsourcing tasks you don't enjoy, delegation. Can also be doing, simply shifting and don't doing that, not doing that. And the other areas can be like removing those bad habits and working on these things and implementing better things, right? This is the key. If you understand, if I live my day happily and energized, then my life will compound from there. Yep. This is, this is the, the best power you can have. And that's the, the little uh, exercise I want to give you. Going yeah. Through. 100% man. Yeah, guys, definitely take Killian's advice and do that exercise. Uh, but Killian, I do appreciate your time, man. This was awesome. You are the first expert I've ever had on this podcast in this space. Where can my audience find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Instagram. Just use my first and last name, Killian Markert. Um, send me a request or a message, whatever. Super happy to talk. And apart from that, you can also find me on my website, killianmarket.com. And actually, if you want to find the summary of all these important points, what I feel like is the best kind of habits to have in your day, you can also just grab my free checklist, killianmarket.com slash checklist and download that for free. And then you have a good summary to go and start implementing. Absolutely. Yeah, I will link your social media links in the description. Guys, reach out to him if you have any questions. Let him know what you thought about the episode. And Killian, appreciate your time, man. 100%. It's been an awesome pleasure and thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Killian. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneurism Podcast. We post episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 a.m. Central Time. We would greatly appreciate if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. I'm Brady Morgan, your host. We'll see you next time.